everyone, and welcome back yet again to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast, where we are talking to folks from all around the Quad Cities who are doing incredible things, uh, picking their brains, seeing what they're up to, and hopefully at the end of the day, you can come out with a few tips, make yourself even more awesome than you already are. And for today's episode, I have a guy who is tearing it up in the professional wrestling scene here in the Quad Cities and all around the Midwest and the USA. We have Travis Titan in the house. Travis, how are you, man? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to what we're going to talk about. So, well, should thank be you. fun. Well, thank you again for taking time out of your day. I know you're very busy schedule with uh, Black and Brave Academy and your professional wrestling career. So, again, thank you so much for taking some time out. And before we get into the bulk of our conversation, just go ahead and just give everyone a little bit of background as to who exactly is Travis Titan. So, I am a professional wrestler that is from Michigan. I trained in the state of Michigan originally about, how long ago was it now? Four or five years ago, something like that. I can't remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was like four, four years and change or something. I uh, decided that it was best for me and my professional wrestling career to move to the Quad Cities and the Moline-Davenport area because of Seth Rollins and his wrestling school, Black and Ray Wrestling Academy. I thought it was the best possible destination for me to get to the destination that I ultimately want to be in. That's at the top of the professional wrestling world, you know, learning from the best will hopefully make me one of the best someday. Um, I am a graduate from college. I went to Western Michigan university, got my bachelor's degree there, but just knew like the college life and everything and like the normal lifestyle wasn't built for me. So this whole professional wrestling thing is just what I've always dreamed of and what I've always wanted to do for the rest of my life. Nice. So let's talk about how you began. Let's talk about where did you get your love for professional wrestling? Started when I was a kid. Um, I was like five years old. And one of the first things I ever watched was Hulk Hogan turning on uh, WCW and joining the Outsiders with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and looking at my dad and going, Dad, why, why is everyone throwing trash at him? Why is everyone so mad? Not really understanding because I was still so young, but like just being so captivated then is what's always hooked me and always wrestling with my brother, Brandon, just growing up was the main reason why I got into everything. So we just watched it all growing up as kids between watching Stone Cold, The Rock, and everything like that. So basically my dad and my brother are the main reasons I got into professional wrestling at such a young age. And when was the point where you knew that, hey, this is something that I want to pursue for myself one day? So I'd always wanted to be an entertainer at heart. I didn't, I didn't realize how prevalent like independent wrestling was. So like I always kind of wanted to do something with this, but I didn't know, not how easy it was. It's not really the word I'm looking for, but like kind of how easy it was to get training somewhere at like a reputable school. So I really just did some searching because, like, I was getting ready to graduate college. And I was like, man, it's just – I'm meant to do professional wrestling. I'm meant to do something else in my life like that. And 
I just kept looking and kept searching and I ended up finding some wrestling schools and contacting some people and they led me into different directions. And then it ultimately led me into searching other wrestling schools. And they said, Oh, Seth Rollins has his wrestling school in the quad cities area. And I was like, Oh, well, cool. Saw how much it was, you know, did my down payment there, but I don't know if there's ever a specific instance where I was like, yeah, you know, this is when I want to do this. Cause I've always just kind of wanted to do it, but I didn't realize that I could go get trained somewhere and then wrestle all in like the United States or even like across the world at like an independent level. I just thought for the most part, it was like ring of honor in WWE. And like, mm-hmm. that was it. And you either got like noticed or like they brought you in somehow. So. Yeah. And like, you know, here we have like our own small little wrestling organization, uh, SCW. And there are a lot of other, you know, smaller which I honestly didn't know existed until I really started getting, you know, more in, into the, the wrestling communities, obviously with you, um, with uh, JT Energy and Jossie and all those guys, you know, of course, you know, you know, worked out at the foundation where the Walking River Academy was. So I used to interact with, with all you guys, you know, on a pretty much a frequent daily basis. So yeah. that's how I really started getting involved with, the, the local wrestling community. But yeah, I was just surprised as to how big the wrestling community is and just how engaged the community is with you guys. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Because like, like you said, you can be right by it. And SCW has been here in the Quad Cities for like two decades. And like, you, you won't even realize it. Because like, if you don't know anything about wrestling or like you haven't really been around it, you just, you just don't see it. So it's just, it's crazy to think, like you said, just how popular it is once you see even just the smallest taste of how people get consumed into this product. And it's really awesome to see and be around. Now let's talk about training with Seth Rollins. What was that like uh, being enrolled in the, the Black and Brave Academy? It was really cool, man. He is just so knowledgeable, so helpful with like everything not even just like professional wrestling, but like if it comes to doing something in the gym or like learning or like doing something outside of the gym or outside of professional wrestling, like, you know, you can kind of go to him and it doesn't matter if it's like someone that he's good friends with out of like the training Academy or if it's someone that he is just getting to know in the training Academy. So it's awesome that he's really hands-on with everything because he's at the top of his game and he doesn't necessarily have to do anything like that, you know, but he cares about this product. He cares about this company. He cares about professional wrestling and he cares about these people so much that it's so awesome to see him just invest so much of himself into all of his students that come through here. And how long was the actual training program that that you went through? It was three months. Uh, It was three days a week of like in-ring stuff like that. And um, within the Black and Brave course, you had to do like CrossFits and everything too, which is different compared to a lot of other training academies. So my first House of Truth in Michigan was four days a week of just in-ring work. There wasn't any like CrossFit or like fitness. You just said, hey, you know, do that on your own if you want to do that. Whereas in like here at Black and Brave, you know, it was – two little things like that where you would do come here, do your in-ring work, and then you would go out and do all this fitness activity as well. Do you think that helped you um, with your, with your, uh, your, your wrestling career, uh, doing the CrossFit and, and 
getting in that kind of conditioning? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, like I still continue to do it to this day because <clears throat> I think it helps emulate what, and I mean, he said this over and over again too. It helps emulate what you do in there where like you do a 10 minute AMRAP for instance, and then you have like a 10 minute match where parts of that workout are going to pick up and parts of it are going to kind of slow down-ish because you can't go out too hot or anything like that because you're just going to be burnt out. And it's the same thing like a wrestling match, you know, like you start hot, but then you got to have those slow moments to help build to that finish to where you go. And like you would for like an AMRAP or anything like that, or even just any sort of CrossFit workout. So it's helped me a ton. I mean, that's just me personally. I know uh, other people do different means and that's awesome. But like CrossFit to me, I think is just the best way to emulate a professional wrestling match. Cool. And let's talk about, you know, a match. You know, you're done with the with the academy. Uh, when do you have your first actual match? So I had wrestled probably three months before that. I had my first match in Michigan in September or October of 2016. It might have been October. Um, so I had wrestled a few months before that, and I actually – was able to wrestle a little bit while I was training at black and brave. So I had a pretty busy schedule at that point too. <clears throat> but the first time I got to wrestle, once I got done with black and brave was at SCW at the cold ballroom and like a battle Royal with my class. So that was a lot of fun. Cause it's like, I had the most experience, but I could, could kind of help put it together and help everybody just enjoy their first moment together. So that was a lot of fun. That was pretty cool. And eventually, uh, along with SCW, it ended up winning the SCW championship. How was that? What was that like? That was such a cool moment because, you know, my trainers are both SCW pro. All three of them are former SCW pro champions. And it's something you had, would always strive for. And I know like championships might not always be like the most meaningful thing, but like, to me, that's an awesome accomplishment to really work so hard have like a year long storyline of getting so close, but then failing, getting so close and then failing. And then finally having that moment and the crowd just reacting the way that you'd hope they were. is just, just really cool, man. And it was like hard to hold back tears at the time because it's just something you work so hard for. And the fact that Seth and Merrick and crotch, all three of them like held that championship and then being trained by them is just something that I'll always hold in my heart. And while you were the champion, you were you defended against a lot of guys at the NCW, but you also defended against um, TJP. Is that correct? Yeah, that's no, correct. No, no, how was that like being able to, to get in the ring with, with someone of his caliber? I mean, I can't I can't thank SCW enough for you know believing in me and having the faith into me to like really step in the ring with such a top tier quality guy that's been wrestling for like fifteen even more I don't even know he's been wrestling since he was like 16 so the fact that they had the faith in me to step in the ring with him was just awesome and then learning from him and then seeing if I was up to the test because you know like I was very confident with where I was at and everything but like I've never I never got to work with that quality or that experience type of guy so it was a good measuring stick to really see where I'm at and I honestly thought I held my own and I had an awesome time with the match and um, something I never saw coming. I, <laughs> everybody was just looking at my phone at my happenstance and uh, 
said breaking SCW pro heavyweight champion Travis Titan would be defending his championship against TJP. And I was like, what? Was like, <laughs> so that's how you found out? That is how I found out. And Mary's pretty funny with that kind of stuff. He, he likes to really, you know, hide that and like kind of surprise people with certain mm-hmm. things. That's kind of cool. But it was, uh, it was an awesome moment. And again, I can't thank SCW enough for giving me that opportunity. And what other promotions have you done work with outside of SCW? Uh, I've done stuff with AAW Pro in Chicago, which is a pretty nice company. Uh, another company that I grew up on was XICW in Warren slash like Detroit, Michigan. That's where I really built a lot of my foundation too. Like they were very pivotal, pivotal in like molding me into the guy and like the wrestler that I am today. Um, I know I wrestled for so many more, but it's just drawing a blank. Uh, Black have Heavyweight Pro. Ch- have you won championships in any other company? <clears throat> yeah, I won one in XICW. I won a couple in Indiana. I don't remember the names of the company, to be honest with you. Uh, I won another championship in Michigan, but they hadn't wrestled since. So, like, I just gave the championship back <laughs> because there was no other shows after the fact. But, uh, only held a few championships all in all, but uh, I feel like some companies don't even have championships anymore, to be honest with you. Really? There's only a select, yeah, there's only a select few that really have it, and then most of the time it's just going to be guys that have like storylines and stuff. But, but yeah, then I got to do the stuff with AEW, so that was cool too. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to blink for that other place. Oh, IWA Mid-South, that was a cool – just because once I'd gotten invested more into pro wrestling, seeing the likes of like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Eddie Guerrero, all these guys that had worked for IWA Mid-South and like Seth and Merrick too as well working for IWA. It was just like, man, this is a place that I'd wanted to get my foot in and have an experience at least once at. And I got to wrestle quite a few times there. So that was cool too. And um, we're going to get more in depth with the AW stuff here in a second. But I really want to talk to you about how has things been, you know, through the pandemic, obviously. Um, most, most professional wrestling companies haven't been able to really hold events, um, unless you're, you're one of the, the, the big ones, so WWE, AEW, Impact. Obviously, they've been able to hold events behind closed doors. But how have things been uh, for you uh, during this time? I mean, the fortunate thing for me here is that we have a ring the Black and Red Wrestling Academy. So I can at least get in here, do certain things, like ask people if they want to get in and like just roll around or just wrestle, maybe like call a match on the fly or something like that. Because uh, other than that, I haven't wrestled a whole lot in the past year, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> I had some stuff coming up and then literally like four shows that I were on canceled, just bam, like all back to back to back to back. So that sucked, but uh then there was really only like one, maybe a handful of companies that were running for the most part, uh, like GCW. They had been running a lot, but I didn't have anything to do with them. And it's just hard because like you want to go and like kind of like show face, but at the same time, there's like kind of a limit with how many people should go and you don't just want to go there, show your face in a pandemic with like possibly having COVID or something and not realizing it. And then, you're the reason that something spreads and then it's like, well, that sucks. And 
then at that point too, if you come back, so like our gym, like code was like, you would need to quarantine. And with me working here, it's kind of hard to do because I'm literally teaching the CrossFit classes at Black and Brave. So it was just hard to try to just go, try to show my face, talk to these guys and like try to get out there more because it's like, man, if I do that and I'm not wrestling and I get COVID from just going there, the class here gets kind of screwed because then they have to shut down. They all have to get tested. And it's like, I want to go out there and do that. But like, if I'm not going to get an opportunity, which I understand if they're not going to give me an opportunity because they don't really know me, but it just, I just couldn't warrant doing that. So it makes sense. It's kind of, it's, yeah, it's kind of sucked in the year, but got some good stuff coming up. I'm really excited. So should be some good things on the horizon. Yeah, and like you said earlier, you got the opportunity to wrestle, you know, at, at AEW, and that was awesome. You know, I watched that match with the uh, Ricky Starks. That was that was incredible, man. I was watching it on on my YouTube, and I was like, oh man, I I got the little snapshot. I put it on Instagram. Like that was that was really cool, man. That was really cool. How'd you how'd that all come about? Just talked to this guy named uh, QT Marshall, and um, talked about coming down there, and he's like, all right, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll bring you down, and went down i think it was in like november october or something like that and uh it just yeah kind of happened out of happenstance to be honest with you because like um was it airwolf i don't know if you know airwolf at all and his brother dante martin him and darius uh top flight the tag team he had talked to me about how like they were called to come down and stuff like that and i was like cool you know i'll see what i can do about that so reached out and like they happened to get back to me and brought me in Got there, you know, it was really cool. Everybody was really nice and got to have a pretty sweet opportunity. So very thankful for everything that they provided for me. Were you able to, you know, talk to anyone while you were there, you know, get any tips, you know, you know, nuggets or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I talked to uh, Billy Gunn was our producer for our match and he was super cool. He uh, really liked how well I sold for him and was like, yeah, man, like if they ever asked me about you, I'd 100% be on board for you, like coming back and everything like that. So I've had talks like here and there of going back there, but it's just figuring out if or when that will possibly happen. So we'll see. Cool. And there's also um, an SCW show coming up in April, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that going to be like? It's going to be like your first show and like how I am like, how many months it's gonna be so so i'm uh at aaw on the 24th and i also get the wrestle for aaw on the third but um even still though to answer that question i mean i'm beyond excited like i can't even the last few months have been really crappy with just not being able to wrestle and just really wanting to get out there like seeing all these other guys like put in a little bit of work you're just like man I just want to get out there. I just need to get out there. Like, this is just infuriating that you can't like, cause like no matter how many times you try to get a hold of people, no matter how many times you say, you know, I'll come out there. It doesn't matter what it takes, what the cost is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wrestle for free and just not getting responded to is just, it's just frustrating. But now having these people have the faith in me to come out there and put a product on for them is awesome. And I can't wait to go out there and do what I do best. I love it, man. Love it, man. I love seeing all the success 
that you're you're bringing on board, man. It's definitely getting noticed for sure. I, I appreciate it, man. Trying, like I said, man, trying to do what I can. Definitely, I'm trying to work as hard as I can, and no matter what it takes. So, what advice would you have for people that who are trying to break into into wrestling? What would you say to them? You just gotta work as hard as you possibly can, and like I know that's redundant, but like it's serious because like. There's going to be plenty of guys that get in here that um, maybe haven't worked as long, but like if they get seen by that right person, because that's really all a lot of it's about, man. If you get seen by the right crowd or like the right people in that given situation, you can get plucked away like that. Just know that no matter how many times you're going to get frustrated, no matter how many times you're down, you just have to keep believing in yourself because if you don't, if you have the talent and the work ethic, you're going to ultimately achieve to where you ultimately want to be and just never give up always keep fighting always keep pursuing that dream because if it's ultimately what you want to do you got to work as hard as you possibly can cool and what has been one of your favorite in-ring moments uh, so far oh in-ring moments Winning the SCW match was pretty cool. Winning the SCW championship was pretty cool. Um, winning my first championship for XSCW was pretty cool. But I, honestly, I think wrestling Alex Shelley was the highlight of my wrestling career so far. Because growing up in Michigan, I loved the Motor City Machine Guns. And like he was always my favorite of the two. And I'd always like, looked up to him and was like, man, he's just so cool and he's so athletic and like just moves so well. And he's just an awesome wrestler. And like the second, like the first or second day of training when I was actually at house of truth, he was there and he was doing training and stuff. I was like, Holy crap. Like that's Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Like what I never just didn't occur to me how like you could possibly see these guys or like start seeing some of these wrestlers that you grew up watching. So the fact that I got to share the ring with him was just awesome. Like, I just never would have thought that I was going to wrestle out with Shelly. And, like, now have an awesome relationship, friendship, and just mentorship that he provides into me. And he helps me so much in my wrestling career now. And it's just cool. It's the only time where I actually, like, teared up after a match because it just was so cool and just so surreal to – experience a moment like that and to share the ring with someone that I've looked up to and it was just unbelievable, man. Cause that's like the stuff you live for. And it's just the stuff that you want to keep living for. And what's, uh, what does the future hold for, for Travis Titan? Man, I'm just going to keep working as hard as I can and keep doing it. Keep being relentless in this pursuit and this dream of, getting myself out there and ultimately being where I want to be because I know what I'm capable of. I know the talent that I have and I know the work ethic that I have. And ultimately professional wrestling is what I am destined to do and it's who I'm destined to be. So I think no matter where that be, if that's in like WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, I'm going to make a mark somewhere, maybe multiple places. And ultimately I feel like I'm going to be known as one of the best professional wrestlers that people have ever seen. And 
I'm not trying to be like cocky or like arrogant or anything, but like I believe in how hard I work. I believe in the effort that I put in towards everything and not just wrestling or like fitness or like work, just everything that I do. So ultimately I think that's what my future holds. And you know, just from seeing all the work that you've been putting in right now already, like you're definitely already, you're definitely already there, man. Like it's just a matter of time. I appreciate it, man. I really do. So is the Black and Brave Academy, are they accepting students? Uh, what's the next class that's available right now? That's available, I think. So there's May. I think there's a little bit for the next class. Not the May class, but the one after that. I don't remember exactly when it starts. It's like September or, or like October or something like that. Um, I think there's a couple spots available still. Okay. But I'm not entirely sure. And where can people find you if they want to look you up online or how can they find out more about the black and brave Academy? So black and brave Academy, you can just go to black and wrestling.com where you can just find them on Instagram, search through all the black and brave wrestling stuff on there. Uh, I always forget my Twitter and Instagram tags. I know one is the Travis Titan. And I think that's my Instagram. <laughs> yeah i think it is yeah because that's how i always tag you yeah and then twitter is the real travis titan uh facebook i kind of just do whatever it's kind of just family stuff really i don't do much with it anymore besides engaging with them but uh the travis titan and the real travis titan for my social medias all right is there anything else that you want to share or get out to the public before we wrap things up i don't think so man it's just you know, everybody you know, is dealing with like a whole lot in their hands with the pandemic and everything. And just let them know, like, I'm hoping, praying for everybody that uh, no matter what you're searching for, no matter what you're striving for, continue to do everything that you can. Continue to push forward for what you dream and aspire to be. And we're all going to get through this together. And hopefully one day the world's going to keep shining bright and we're just going to keep on moving on and living a happy and healthy life together. I like that. I like that a lot. Travis, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Appreciate you. Appreciate everything that you're doing and definitely wishing you all the best and all the success in all your endeavors. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You as well. Thank you. And everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 series every day. Awesome podcast. Make sure that you follow Travis so you know exactly what he's going to be up to and when he's going to be performing in his next match and make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, all the places. So you know exactly what we're up to and when the next episode of the podcast is going to drop as always wishing you all peace, prosperity, and positivity. Take care of yourselves. And as always keep it 100.